Welcome to the Browns Cast Podcast. Snap is back, ball is down, the kick is blocked, they got it! Denzel Ward blocked the field goal try! Takes the ball, gives the ball, a cut back by Chubb, he's to the 10, he's still running to the 5, he dips outside left, he's going in, touchdown! What a run! Nick Chubb! Welcome everybody to the first episode of the Browns Cast. Um, right now, we have a lot of things to cover regarding the Browns, so let's just jump right into it. Um, on Monday, we learned that Browns fullback Andy Janovich tested positive for COVID-19. That was the first case. Then, on Wednesday, we found out that Jack Conklin, Cody Parkey, and long snapper Charlie Hewlett were placed on the COVID list um, after coming into close contact with a staff member. On top of that, on Friday, we learned that Miles Garrett has tested positive for COVID. Miles Garrett did not practice a majority of the week due to an illness. At first, it was precautionary, and then he got um, another test, and the other test revealed that he did have COVID. Uh, and usually, with the COVID list, if you are asymptomatic, you do not have to sit out for the 10-day protocol. Uh, but Miles did show symptoms, so he is going to be out for at least a full 10 days. Uh, usually you can have two negative tests in a row, and then you will be cleared to practice. Um, and additionally, Wyatt Teller and Mac Wilson are now questionable for Sunday's matchup with Philadelphia. Noah, how do you think the defense is going to play without Miles? Yeah, so obviously Miles, as we've seen so far, is just a vital part of this defense. And I really, truly don't think that any one player – on this team has as big of an impact on a week-to-week basis than Miles does for this defense. Um, so they just need to be able to generate pressure on Carson Wentz and kind of force him to make bad throws, which Miles has been doing all season. So we need to see someone step up um, in that aspect of of the game. And it really looks like the weather is going to be kind of bad again, as it has been for previous home games. So that should also help ease the pain of not having Miles Garrett on the field. Yeah, and I agree. Um, if the weather's going to be a factor, I believe that we did a fairly good job holding down the Texans' run game. Uh, however, you know, Duke Johnson isn't really as talented as Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. Those two are actually a very underrated running back duo. Uh, and I believe that, you know, we do have some issues in the run-stopping department. Linebackers aren't the best, uh, and especially with Miles being out, we might have to move Sheldon Richardson to the outside. That was something that was discussed in uh, Stefanski's press conference earlier today. Uh, I I do not know how this is going to work out. I do believe that this team is going to rally together. Uh, I am going to see a lot of Porter Gustin. We're going to see a lot of Adrian Claiborne, uh, and these kind of guys are very, very good at getting into the backfield, even if it's not the quarterback. I believe that we are going to, you know, we're going to pick up the pace and we are going to work perfectly fine without Miles. It, it does help to have him, but I think our guys are ready. Yeah, and it's just really crazy to me to see everyone so confident throughout the week, um, thinking that we're going to get the win and all this stuff. And then everyone's confidence level drops drastically when just one player is, is out. And that just was crazy to me. And it just made me really put it into perspective how big of an impact Miles Garrett does have on this team. Yeah, and I I think, you know, let's I'm just going to jump into the Texans game. We're just going to cover everything right there. Um, I believe that Miles, he really had an impact. He got to Deshaun Watson once, he got a sack, and then he came up with that huge goal line stance uh, when the Texans were going for it on fourth down, I believe. 
that was that was just what we needed. Miles is the tone setter. And while you may not see him talk a lot on the field, he is going to make an impact with his play. He, you know, kind of he kind of shuts up and he he does his job. And that's exactly what we need out of a player like this. You know, with with the way that our defensive line played, we also have to take into consideration that the weather in that game was a factor. Um, that didn't allow for the ball to be put in the air as much. Uh, and that really forced our defense. It, you know, they had a test finally had a test. Uh, David Johnson was out with a concussion. I believe that that helped us a, a decent amount just because I think we, we were able to keep Duke Johnson grounded. And then that forced the Texans to open up, uh, you know, the passing game a little bit and that just didn't work out for them. So what did you see out of the, you know, out of the defense as a whole uh, in the Texans game? Yeah. I mean, I really, really liked the way they came out of that buy and showed what they were essentially made of. Um, I was a little, I was kind of expecting that, but I wasn't really too sure. And with Miles, you know, it's not only what's on the stat sheet. Like some of the plays where I know I vividly recall against the Colts where he forced that intentional grounding on Phillip Rivers in the back of the end zone, which resulted in the safety. Like that kind of stuff doesn't show up on the stat sheet. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to see who steps up on the defensive line um, for this Eagles game. And I know, like, I really want to see Olivier Vernon step up. He's shown glimpses this year. He had a big game. I don't remember exactly which game it was, but I know he had a big game. And then guys like Porter Gustin, who are more of run stoppers, I'd love to see him get a little work at end and kind of like attack the passer. So I really am looking forward to see how this team steps up without him. Yeah, and I think in 2019, I, I was rewatching a decent amount of the games. And against Pittsburgh, when the incident happened, um, we took out Miles Garrett for maybe three plays, two plays, I believe. And the pass rush was just it was just awful. Um, it went from, we had Chris Smith and Chad Thomas, and I realized that they are not obviously Porter Gustin and Olivier Vernon, but it, the defense, they just weren't generating pressure. And against Big Ben, Big Ben was sitting in the pocket and I think he is, you know, could be one of the best pocket passes in the league. Uh, but it, you know, it's just kind of, it's kind of sad that nothing was generated pressure wise. I do believe that Olivier Vernon needs to have a huge game. I have been down on him for a little bit. I am still kind of down on him. He seems to sometimes have a lack of effort. You know, I it's just it's just something that we really need to clean up with him. He was getting all this money, and we didn't get any new production out of him. Uh, and then that's where Port Augustine came in. Port Augustine was a diamond in the rough. We got him in, off of the Saints, and he has just been a stud. He did slow down a little bit, but he is still a very, very solid player, and this is going to be his time to shine. Uh, and I believe that this is going to be a true test for this defense. Um, and, you know, maybe if we just kind of take away the weather, if we take away the weather and see if Carson Wentz can actually throw, um, they might get Zachary to pick back this week. I don't – I believe he's actually has been ruled out so that will leave us with Dallas Goddard and Richard Rogers, I think. Richard is the other yes. Um, that's, that's going to be something that is, is going to be a break for us in the passing game. Our linebackers, I believe they have some weaknesses. They can improve on some things, but um, Denzel Ward has been playing fantastic. Terrence Mitchell has been playing decent. You know, these guys are really, really solid right now. Uh, and, you know, this kind of leaves it. This game is kind of set on Baker. I believe that Baker needs to have a pretty big game against this Philadelphia defense. And I know they haven't been the best. I know that their division isn't that good and they haven't, you know, really had to face 
somebody as dynamic as us. And I believe that Baker Mayfield, this is going to be a test for him. And if he can solidify this, we're going to have an easy stretch. Um, we do have a roadblock with the Titans, but I still believe that he can kind of keep this ball rolling. Um, so what do you expect out of Baker Mayfield this Sunday uh, against this powerful Eagles defense? Um, I expect the Browns to keep on pounding the rock and running it. Why, why step away from that? So, and I also really hope that Baker starts to get the passing game going a little bit. But as of now, it does look like it's supposed to rain. So that might play an impact in that. And I don't know. We might just keep going these home games where Baker just doesn't need to throw the ball. And it's just like looking down the line, like, can't, I don't know. Like, is he the guy? Like, you just keep looking because you can't find a game where it's like, okay, he's at home. He's got decent weather. He's going to, like, let it loose. Like, you just can't find a game like that. But defensively, I can't stress it enough. If you don't pressure Wentz this week, you're just not going to get a win. Um, and the energy level on the defense needs to be up. It needs to keep being up. And people can't – these defensive players can't hang their heads because Miles isn't there. It just needs to motivate them even more for someone else to step up. I completely agree. And I believe that that's where B.J. Goodson – he is just a really, really solid leader. Um, if you saw in training camp, every single practice, he's talking to the younger guys. He's saying, you have to be here as a team. You know, we got to pull together, do all this stuff and do our part. I think that this is going to be a really huge game for him. Um, I think Sheldon Richardson, you know, he hasn't, outside of the Bengals game, I don't think he's done anything spectacular. But this is going to be a game where he's going to be the leader on the defensive line. He's going to direct everybody where they need to go. And this this team has so many leaders on it that it is going to be difficult to destroy their morale. You know, even though Miles is injured, this is this team is just very, very solid. Uh, and I, I'm not too worried about that in that department. Um, but, you know, I, I still think if we need to focus on the offense, the offense, we got Wyatt, Wyatt Teller back. This is huge for the run game. And we got Nick Chubb back. Nick Chubb came out against the Texans. He, you know, he was like, I'm back. I'm completely back. He didn't skip a beat, even when he had the knee brace on for half a practice um, that week. And he just, you know, came out and dominated. Same with Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt was back at the RB2, but he still didn't miss a beat. So I think that this game, run-wise, is going to be very important. Um so how how important do you think this offense is going to be with Nick Chubb and with Kareem Hunt fully healthy um, and Wyatt Teller back, who is currently one of the best guards in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, the Browns offense needs to keep rolling, and they definitely, especially without Miles, need to just keep the ball in their hands, dominate time of possession. And one thing that's kind of concerning me a little bit is that now without OBJ, who's out for the season with a torn ACL, um, teams are starting to stack the box more. And that's really going to help. They're going to try to prevent our run game. Teams aren't as concerned about Baker throwing the ball. They're they're very concerned about our run game. So it's really gonna we're really gonna have to show that we can dominate in the run game, even with stacked boxes and eight, maybe eight people, maybe even sometimes nine people, depending on personnel in the box. Yeah, and the Eagles are they're a pretty blitz heavy team in 2018, 2019. When they were that that really tough defense, they blitzed a lot. Uh, I know they lost a decent amount of guys. You lost Malcolm Jenkins, and he was he was a key part in that stack in the box. But there's they still have a lot of young, speedy corners that will come off of the edge, and we're just going to need to pay attention to that. I think that is Baker's one weakness is 
well, one out of many weaknesses is that he, I don't think he can see off the edge very well. If there is somebody in a disguise formation or anything like that, that is hiding a blitzer, he is not going to pick it up. And that is something that as an NFL quarterback, you need to be able to do. And he's going to be tested this game. Um, and it just kind of depends on how much we throw the ball, because right now we are not opening up the air for Baker. Um, the Bengals game, he, yes, he threw for like 246 yards. He had a good game, but ever since then, ever since he had that rib injury, he hasn't really got the opportunity to pass to Jarvis. I get that in the Raiders game, Jarvis drops and passes, but we have so much talent like Higgins and DPJ, they need to be targeted. And we got Kadero Hodge back two weeks ago. You know, it's just, there are some there's a lot of talent on this team that I believe needs to be opened up. And if we want to solidify that Baker is a franchise guy, then we need to give him the opportunity to solidify that he's a franchise guy, you know? Um, so keeping him quiet necessarily, in my opinion, is not the best idea, but I think that this could be the game where we finally get to open him up a little bit. Uh, maybe even next week against the Jaguars, you know, there's just, there's a lot of opportunity in the schedule where we can prove to everybody, as a matter of fact, Colin Coward, biggest Baker doubter. We need to prove to these doubters that Baker Mayfield is going to be the guy. Yeah, and looking to Jackson to the Jacksonville game, I mean, given it's not going to rain, it's in Florida. So it's going to be nice weather, and that's a prime time for Baker to show what he, that he's got it, um, throwing the ball, because we know what we can do running the ball. And one thing that I really want to see more of is looking for Austin Hooper over the middle. I feel like that could definitely help Baker a lot more in the passing game. He's a very good safety blanket, kind of like he had with Rashard Higgins. And I feel like we can definitely take advantage of that this week against the poor Eagles linebackers. For sure. And I, you know, I think this is an instance where the Browns organization needs to, well, to me, as a matter of fact, the Browns organization needs to prove to some of the fans and, you know, some of the media, everything like that, that keeping David Njoku was the right thing to do because he he wanted out and then he wanted to be back in and then he wanted out, you know, during the trade deadline. That was just, that whole back and forth thing didn't really help. And now that we were saying we don't want to trade him and we kept him on the team, he really hasn't done much. He had two catches against the Raiders and then dropped a key third down pass. And then he just hasn't been thrown to since. Sure, he's there for blocking. I get it. Stefanski loves his tight ends. But we have Austin Hooper, who we're paying $11 million. We have Harrison Bryant, who is a phenomenal rookie tight end. And we have Steven Carlson. You know, I, I think that Njoku in this game will be vital. Um, I don't think we're going to open up Hooper too much. I think that Njoku will get a lot of, you know, kind of slips in the middle and stuff like that that are going to get some chunk yardage. Um, but... I just think that we need to make the best out of this offense at the moment and just kind of just kind of turn it up a little bit. Um, and if we take a look at the remaining schedule, we have the Eagles, the Jaguars, the Titans, who I think the Titans are going to be a very tough matchup just because that defense came out of nowhere. Uh, the signing of Desmond King just kind of took it, took it out of the water. Now they're a phenomenal defense. Uh, then we have the Ravens. Ravens defense, obviously amazing. They're losing Kalias Campbell at the moment, um, Brandon Williams, but they will most likely be back when we play them. Then we have the Giants and the Jets. It's back-to-back -back wins in MetLife. 
Uh, and then the Steelers, you know, the Steelers are depending on how the AFC North seeds out and the rest of the playoff races, this is going to be the game that determines if we get into the playoffs or not. The Raiders and the Dolphins also do not have a tough schedule. You know, this, this part of the season is going to be the time where we need to turn up and get in the playoff mode. I do not care if we are six weeks out of the playoffs or even, you know, 12. We just need to turn it up and get into that mindset that we are the underdogs. We are going to get into the playoffs and we are going to prove to the city of Cleveland that, you know, we aren't just a mistake on the lake. We are their team. We are America's team and we are going to solidify that this year. Yeah, and that Steelers game week 17, not only could it be a playoff determination game for the Browns, but if the Steelers have as good of a record as they need and they clinch the one seed, they might be resting their starters, which could even result in a better chance for the Browns to win. And you know what that means? That could be another national headline, the return of Miles versus Mason Rudolph. I want to talk really quick about the defenses again. Um, These corners this week need to expect to be able to still playing coverage for a couple more seconds without, without miles there. Um, give, there's probably not going to be too much pressure on Carson Wentz. And if he can just sit in that pocket, he's just going to wait for these receivers to get open. So those corners, Terrence Mitchell and Denzel Ward need to be ready for that. And I do expect um, the Browns to send a lot of blitzes this week. Um, they are one of the top blitzing teams in the NFL as is with miles Garrett and without him to generate pressure, I'm really expecting them to send a lot of blitzes. I agree. And, you know, you mentioned once being in the pocket and getting these, you know, semi-easy throws. Um, the Eagles have a lot of speedy young receivers. And in the Steelers game, the Terrence Mitchell was lined up with Chase Claypool. That was a mistake. Chase Claypool was fast. He is speedy. He can get over the top really well. And I think that Terrence Mitchell just kind of got burnt on a couple of those routes. This week is where Greedy would be very helpful. Greedy is also fast. He can ch- keep up with Travis Fulgham and Jalen Rieger, uh, you know, these kind of guys. And it, it's going to hurt a little bit. I think that there are going to be a lot of plays that are going to be wide open in the middle, um, on the sideline, go routes, just things like that that are going to, you know, they could torch our DBs. And now that is where I expect Ronnie Harrison to have a huge impact. This is where I ha- expect – Hopefully, Andrew Sandejo to have a huge impact. Um, they're going to have to come down a lot. They're going to have to play over the top. They're going to be busy this game. And maybe we see the return of Carl Joseph. Carl Joseph has been was on sidelined a couple weeks ago with a hamstring injury. Um, and Ronnie Harrison has been playing very good. So that is why he has not, you know, he's perfectly healthy now, but Harrison has been outperforming him. Um, and this is where I think that Joseph will either be brought in to assist Sandejo uh, and watch the middle of the field a little bit or bring in for blitzes. I don't think that he's going to be a starter. I don't think that he is going to be, you know, the the X factor, but he is going to be somebody that we are going to tweak a little bit with this defense and add some extra pressure considering Miles is not out there. Um, it's It's going to be an interesting game. I think that we have the facilities to to really take this game and we shouldn't lose. I mean, it's it's Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is one of the worst quarterbacks QBR-wise in the league at the moment. Um, the offensive line is just not there. It's it's not the Super Bowl Eagles that we saw a couple years ago. Um, so Yeah, this- and this secondary definitely has their work cut out for them this week. They've got the speedster, like you mentioned, in Rager, and then they have two big receivers. They have Travis Fulgham, who has come along from 
the Detroit practice squad, I think. He's been having a huge season. He's 6'2". And then they have Alshon Jeffrey, I believe, is returning this year or this week. I'm sorry. And he is 6'3". So, and Denzel Ward is 5'10". And Terrence Mitchell is 5'11". So, we're going to be out, outmatched um, with height. And then by speed as well, we got to keep an eye on Rager. For sure. Um, so, I'm, I'm pretty excited for how this defense is going to work out. We can hopefully – Hopefully, Sheldrick Redwine, he can even get in there. He's also speedy. He can he can assist Terrence Mitchell, um, shadow him a little bit, and depending on who's guarding, he can come down. You know, it, this is going this game is going to allow us to open up this team a lot more and show the depth that we have. Uh, and I'm I'm fairly excited for that. Um, yeah, and I'm really excited also to watch Jedrick Wills on the um, offensive line. He had a pretty rough start to the season. And he's starting to seem. It seems like he's starting to pick it up a little bit. Um, he got he won this week the player of the week, rookie player of the week. I'm sorry. Um, and he was the first offensive lineman to win that award in seven years, and only the fourth ever. So I'm definitely excited to see how he steps it up, and especially this week he's going to probably go against Brandon Graham, and he is one of the NFL sack leaders. I know he's up there. Um, so it's going to be a test for him, but I'm excited to see how he progresses through the rest of the season. Yeah, I'm excited for Jedrick. Um, I believe that he has been playing very solid. This def- defenses in the AFC North have been very difficult. Week one versus the Ravens, I think he did very good. Um, he didn't allow a lot of pressures. He didn't allow a sack. You know, I, he's he's holding his own right now, and he's the turning point with this offensive line. Yeah, I mean, moving from right to left isn't just like a piece of cake. Um, everything that I've seen so far is he. It's literally like. You're writing with your right hand for whole, your whole life, and now you're writing with your left hand. So it's definitely hard for him, but he's definitely coming along. And before we wrap this thing up, I just wanted to ask you real quick. So do you think that the Browns win this game, even without Miles Garrett at defensive end? Of course. I think that, like I said, this team isn't the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Eagles anymore. They are deteriorating. They're you know towards the bottom of their division. And that division is not very good. But I, I do believe that this team is going to bounce back. They're going to completely, you know, not really disregard, but they're going to kind of forget about Miles being out and they're going to hold their own on defense. Yeah, and I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be a really, really fun game to watch. Um, especially with the weather, if it's raining and hailing how it was during the national anthem of the um, Houston game, it'll be really fun to watch. But I do think that the Browns are capable of pulling the win out, but I don't know if they're going to be able to. I like to tell myself they will, though. Yeah, I think, you know, kicking uh, Cody, Cody Parkey, if he is activated off of the COVID list, which, by the way, Jack Conklin and Cody Parkey, um, they have a chance to be activated, but, you know, they have to have two negative tests, and that just kind of all depends on if they have two negative tests. So, if they do come back, Conklin will be huge. Cody Parkey, I think he he's going to be big. He's only missed one field goal this year, but um, the, the weather obviously is going to be an issue. He's had some questionable ones last week and this week. You know, he's just going to have to pull it together. So I definitely see your point on that. And from what I'm I'm hearing is that both Jack Conklin and Cody Parkey will be able to go on Sunday. So that is good news. That is very good. Uh, well, I, that is going to wrap it up for the first episode of the Browns Cast podcast. Uh, Noah here along with Noah, and thank you guys for tuning in.